war in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Folks, good afternoon. Right now, it is 12.06. 12.06, and you're listening to The John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. Good afternoon to everybody. We now have the live stream going on um, our Facebook page, John DePietro Show. And, by the way, we are slowly rebuilding. This will be quite a process. Uh, our personal Facebook page, some people... I've been getting, uh, you know, uh, questions all morning. Um, I, I, I talked about this quite a bit when, when I was in Ukraine that, um, you know, you've heard, I think people, if you've paid attention to the news, heard a lot about these, these Russian hackers. And, you know, you hear different allegations that they were trying to interfere <clears throat> with the uh, U.S. elections. Um, and... In uh, in 2016, and they, I mean, it is a fact that they did hack into, uh, you know, the DNC, and they were certainly very aggressive in in trying to hack into um, some of the, you know, definitely trying to hack into some of the things that were were going on in in our in our uh, in the United States, and so they are they're the real deal. And when I uh, it's pretty extraordinary. So when I entered uh, Ukraine, all of a sudden, all of my all of my apps. Um, I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's it's um, and I'm not I'm not you know I, that's like well way beyond me. I could maybe at some point try to interview someone and, and learn more about it. But it's um, it's it's pretty incredible how immediately for those of you that use a lot of different. Uh, apps of social media or various things like that, and sometimes if you if you log in from a different device, you you get an email and a notification that someone has has logged in or tried to log in, and and it was really incredible. It's um, and I don't mean incredible in a good way, by the way, but all of a sudden every app on on my phone was suddenly boom, they go in under attack, and so not to go on and on, but so they they disabled. Now this is. I'm on my show page, which is John DePietro's show. But then aside from that, most people, you have a personal Facebook page. And then someone said to me, well, you know, do you have a backup page? Well, I do have a, but but understand the difference. You're, and I'm not trying to do a Facebook tutorial here, but the Facebook page is where, that's what most people have. It's a limit of 5,000 friends, but other people can follow you. That's new that they added that. So obviously, I've been. I was at five thousand, you know, since I, I don't know, twenty ten, two thousand nine, somewhere in there. So that's why then we moved to the show page, of which we have. If you're watching right now, John DePietro show, many of you know. I mean, we have thirty thousand people that follow there, <clears throat> and then um, and then sometimes, you know, a lot of times when I go live somewhere, I get a report where you can see all the different states that that plug in and follow. You know, the number one, obviously, is always Rhode Island, but then it's Massachusetts, Connecticut, New York, Florida, Tennessee, California, Texas. Sometimes 
as many of you know, when we've done uh, some of the broadcasts with, you know, you go back to 2020 with the protests, we had, uh, you know, we would sometimes hit 38 seats. So you're really doing like a national feed. Uh, But the personal Facebook page that most people have, the personal Facebook page that most people have where you can get a notification and wish someone a happy birthday, where then you have your memories pop up. So I had had that since 2009, 2010. I don't remember exactly, at least 12 years ago. And then not only did we have, you know, your max limit of 5,000 people that most people have. I mean, as far as that type of personal page, there's different types of Facebook pages. Um, And I I normally don't post a lot of things on the personal page of which can be discussion just because I, you know, a lot of my family are there and sister-in-law and sisters and so forth. So, uh, but with that, not only did we have the 5,000, but then I had 3,000 people following me there. So, you know, we would, at different times, we'd be running 38,000, close to 40,000 people following. And for those of you that follow the, uh, you know, John DePietro Show Facebook Live, we've done the live stream. <clears throat> when you look at other local people that try to do a live stream, like Go Local Fraud, you know, many times they're rambling on. There's like maybe one or two people, right? Um, our record is still that Sunday going back. When we went to Alley's Donuts, <laughs> Bendy knows this one. In It was in early June of 2000 with Matt and the whole thing. I mean, that was really remarkable where we hit, we were close to 5,000. That's 5,000 watching it live from all over the country, really all over the world. When I would cover a lot of the protests, I would get email from people from Australia, from Ireland. It's, it's really remarkable. Um, but anyhow, so when I went into Ukraine, whatever these Russian hackers, they they disabled my personal Facebook page, which I had built up. And again, I had so many photos and you have memories. And but not only that, but you're, you're dealing with a base of running somewhere like 8000, you know, people that you interact with. And I was always, you know, pretty good. I apologize if if you are. Uh, a Facebook friend of mine and you didn't get a birthday greeting, but I have had been unable to utilize that page and also people that message me personal Facebook page. Now, I know it's a little inside for some people because on this, the show page, you can message me and some people do. Um, But it happened and we were we were dealing with Facebook and we were trying to get it straightened out. Um, And and it was just it's it's one of those things. But I've accepted it. We're moving forward. Nothing will stop the show. Now we're also on uh, YouTube, and I got to add on, we're also on TikTok, and that's going very well. Um, folks, this, this is all about platforms. That's where media is really going, platforms. And not everyone fully understands that. You will. Netflix is a form of a platform. And now all the networks have streaming services uh, where they try to get people to stream them and communicate directly. But media is definitely evolving. You know, we try to stay uh, right there. We're going to be doing a lot more things with video uh, as we as we go along. And, and I, you know, try out different things. I have a good handle on on what it is. Um, I believe the, the strength is in building of platforms, right? Not just having one single platform. There's nothing wrong with people that have one single platform. But I just, I believe... You can be better served to go out and try to reach people in different places because everyone doesn't, you know, kind of come to you, so to speak. 
So, but anyhow, so if you see me, because I was getting all these notifications, is this, you know, because listen, I've had also, I, I, um, like, like many people, you know, I, I have a love hate, I don't know about hate, but love hate relationship a little bit with social media because it, at times, you know, it's, it's necessary for those that really want to engage. Um, it's, it's necessary. Not everyone does. There are some people that they don't do any social media. But all they have is their certain platform. Now, if that platform ever goes away, they are, you know, up blank creek um, and they're blank out of luck. However, I think there's a power in, and I know there is if you if you have audiences in different platforms, because then when you add up your different audiences and platforms, that's really the sheer total number of, of people that you can that you can reach so so it's it's happened um again if you are someone on the show page there's nothing changes with that you know i want to get too into it but there's different administrators you have and various things like that it's um but we're just i i've accepted now that this is just the path that we're on uh we've got to start a new facebook page and i realize for some people it's not a big deal but you know, I, when you're talking about something you've invested in for 13 years and it, it's just and then boom, it's gone. That's why. Make sure you follow YouTube. If you go to my website, um, depetro.com, which is another platform, you, you will see where you can connect to the different platforms. Because, folks, you never know where things are going to go. Russian hackers, they could take Facebook down tomorrow. I don't think they will. Facebook spends a you know incredible amount of money trying to avoid that, but that's why you know I I, I still think it it still comes down to Facebook and YouTube. Twitter is a different tool. Not everyone is on Twitter. I find it an irreplaceable tool. I live on Twitter. Um, t- Twitter. I can't even imagine life without Twitter. Thank God they didn't attack my Twitter page. Uh, but but Facebook that that was you know a different experience and then you know the more i've learned about people you know they i I don't know they monitor they have a way to monitor whoever was coming in obviously i've been very negative about putin i was interviewing the ukrainian people who knows they just maybe they they know or don't know they don't care they just disable but there is something certainly to be said about those those russian hackers so folks this portion of the program is brought to you by pr landscape materials and garden center it is a beautiful spring thursday and they're open they're open for the season. Steve and Debbie and Junior and Byron. Again, folks, nothing has altered with the show page. So it's just the personal page that we're going to rebuild back up. Um, and we'll go on that, you know, 24-7. So I have no, I'm not worried about it. It's more of like an inconvenience. It's like a flat tire. It's more of an inconvenience than anything. But, folks, PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Stop it and see them. 3688 Quaker Lane, North Kingstown. What a tremendous selection. You know, the colors just blow me away. I've tried to be, you know, I'm just not that good in the in the garden, in the outdoors. Debbie and Stephen Jr., they just make it look so easy with their hangers and bowls and tulips, hyacinthias, daffodils, the hydrangeas, blue, white, and pink. And they also carry many landscape materials. Listen, they're open seven days a week. And what I like is, boy, they work it. You know, they work it. PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. They also have a very effective Facebook page, but they... When I say they work it, 
And, you know, during the, the past, especially the past couple of years, when I, I do go 24, I go seven days a week. They go seven days a week. I think that's why we get along. But stop in. Support them. They're local. If you're thinking of buying something outside, plant, anything like that, stop in and see them. PR, Landscape Materials, and Garden Center. So, folks, again, um, with that at 1218. Now, I want to draw your attention to a couple different things. And one of the things that I just want to touch on. Now, I also want to answer. Someone asked me about Linwood and, and Sidney Powell. It, uh, their, their cases that they brought were thrown out as far as the legal challenges. But unless something has changed, I believe they're, they're both still in um, an awful lot of trouble. Legal trouble, by the way. Legal trouble. I'm not saying they're, um, you know, and I'm not talking about, um, but they, I think, you know, legal trouble they're they're in. I, I I'm not I don't know about going to <clears throat> I don't know about going to um about going to jail or anything, but um but they they remain um certainly in trouble and they don't seem to be helping themselves. Lynn Wood is seemingly is is trying to like lie lay low a little bit. Um, I know Mitch McConnell called them clowns as they were trying to overturn the um, the election, but but they 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 continue to be those um, companies Dominion. They they're not they're not going they're not going away. And as far as Sidney Powell. You know, again, I, as Tim Dodd and I were discussing, she, um, when she was on with Lou Dobbs, that was, uh, it was very powerful, you know, that whole thing of we're going to release the crack and people going to jail and everything else. But I'm looking at right now, Sis, uh, Smartomatic has a def- defamation suit against Sidney Powell in D.C. Um, I, I don't, they're going to... Um, they're going to be dealing with this in, um, the, I think they're both going to be dealing with this for quite a long time. You know, they're, um, and again, I, um, you know, whatever was going on at that time, whatever they saw, whatever they felt comfortable about or felt confident about, I should say. But they're, they're going to be, de- with, with what happened after the election of 2020, that rest of the month of November, December, and into January, that time span until January 20th, when Biden went in and President Trump left the, the White House, they, they, they are going to be dealing with that for quite some time. And, um, and the same thing with Alex Jones. I mean, that is uh, Alex Jones, whatever motivated him, um, whatever motivated him or whatever the, the reason was that they went on and, and he was, you know, he would not back down off of this whole business. Now, by the way, he wasn't the only one, and he's also not the only one facing legal trouble. I posted something about Alex Jones on the Facebook page, and someone posted, well, he wasn't the only one. You're right. But but there's there's other people that are also in legal trouble. I don't know what that, what kind of defense that is. That's actually not a defense. But Alex Jones, you know, who, again, I, I, I don't, what he built with InfoWars and the role that he played and and sometimes they did seem that they were maybe on the right path 
on certain stories or at least raising certain questions. But with the whole Sandy Hook, Newtown, Connecticut, where then people that followed him were contacting those families and harassing them and threatening them and just barraging them with phone calls and emails and social media and everything. And it was all stemming from Alex Jones. Now, as someone said, well, he wasn't the only one. That's, that's by the way, that's not a defense, but there was a guy that uh, wrote a book. Newtown never happened or Sandy Hook never happened. He's, he's getting sued. Like a bunch of them, by the way. Uh, he, he wasn't alone, but... The other people are also being sued, but Alex Jones is really being sued because he was instant. There was someone that wrote a book and then it got pulled off the shelves and, you know, he, he's being sued. But Alex Jones Infowars was in real time. There were people around the country that were believing that, that they were, it was all fake. It was crisis actors. Um, and I want to just, and I don't want to go off on a long thing here, but that, that's not freedom of speech. And, and, and I recognize some people don't understand what freedom of speech is, but you can't just he's not at the public square. He's not, you know, in Texas somewhere outside in yelling through a bullhorn. He, he's putting it out through YouTube, through his channel and everything else. He's disseminating information that was it, it wasn't opinion. It was, this is false. I've had people say, you don't understand the First Amendment. The uh, First Amendment, no, I, I, I think I do understand. You, you, can't, you can't fabricate things. There's a huge difference of, <clears throat> as I've said, I think that if he had said the media is paying too much attention to it. Or I, I don't know why you would pick that situation in those parents and those children. For the life of me, I, I really don't. Um, you know, and I understand the people that 9-11 was an inside job and blah, blah, blah. But but to to go after those parents and, and he's going to he's going to be dealing with this for the next five to 10 years. So that's where Alex Jones is. Now, I want to tell you about Governor McKee and where he is and give you an update on that at 1224 on this Thursday. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro show, I can't tell, I am so impressed. If you need a new grill and grilling season is here, and I love to grill outside, by the way, the place that I would implore you to visit and love you to visit is Jay's Broadway Appliance and TV. And it's just the letter J. J apostrophe S, Broadway Appliance and TV. What I like is you can drive right there. You deal with the owner. You're not in a big box store trying to find someone to wait on you for service. It's Jay, Jay's Broadway Appliance and TV, 47 Cedar Swamp Road, Route 5, Smithfield. Drive right up. They're open 10 to 5, Monday through Friday. This is a family-run business, local, shop local. I always like to shop local. I always like to support local family-owned businesses, and they will match or beat any deal. So even if you make the mistake of going somewhere like a Home Depot or a Lowe's, at least if you bring that deal to Jay's Broadway Appliance, they will match or even beat the deal. 47 Cedar Swamp Road, unbelievable selection on grills because it is grill season. Now, they have all appliances, by the way. All right, They have washer dryers, televisions, microwaves. They have everything, and it's it's so impressive. I'll say this. When you go in, it does make you feel like, maybe I ought to upgrade my appliances. Now, here's something. 
They're open Monday through Friday from 10 to 5. Now, I received an email from someone that said, well, Juan, I want to go there and I need a new grill, but I work Monday through Friday. That's not a problem. You can book an appointment for a Saturday and it's easy that way. And then you're going to be waited on. And then, you know, that you know you want to get a grill. You know they're going to match or beat your deal. But especially those that are maybe you're looking for full appliances for home. And you want the full package. You want the brand new refrigerator and the dishwasher and the stove and the washer. Then that's where Saturday or Sunday appointment comes in handy. Jay's Broadway Appliance and TV, 47 Cedar Swamp Road, Route 5 in Smithfield. Look for them on Facebook, and they also have a very easy website. It's letter J, jsappliance.com. Folks, again, I implore you to visit the website, dipetro.com, and don't forget, dipetro.com, which is brought by Brood Awakenings. You know, stop in. I love Brood Awakenings, whether it's breakfast or lunch. Pop in and see them. Two locations in Johnston. They're also in Cranston, Pontiac Avenue. And also, you can find them Bald Hill Road in Warwick. Again, local business, fresh ingredients, big screen TVs, comfortable chairs. It's the Discover the Brew Difference at Brewed Awakenings. I have all my meetings there. Now, if you visit the website, dipetro.com. So, a couple of stories I want to bring your attention to. Number one, for some reason, and I'm going to touch on this, the GOP is just petrified locally now rhode island gop they're completely fearful of this senator state senator tara mack state senator tara mack now also i have the video where we're discussing um fung versus lancia i had the posting that a lot of people are buzzing about can lancia defeat fung but i want to touch on governor mckee because we're here's the question, and I think it's an unknown right now. It is at twelve twenty-seven on this Thursday. So you're Governor McKee, and he would like to be elected governor. I want to remind people: all he's been doing is fulfilling the term. This was the term that Gina Raimondo won, but she left to be Commerce Secretary. So Dan McKee, Lieutenant Governor. Beat Aaron Ruggenberg by 1,500 votes. He gets to finish out the term. So we are right now, today is Thursday, April 21st. Hear me out. So you look at May, June, July, August, and then the primary is September 13th. Now, Labor Day, I won't say it's late this year, but it's, 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 it's Monday, obviously, but it's September 5th. So... You hit Labor Day, and then the primary, that, that, that week is going to be a very frantic week, and then into the weekend. So this thing will really ramp up. All of the, the uh, primaries, right around late August, I'm going to say August 29th, the last week of August, and then when you hit September, and then the primary is the 13th. But here's the problem that Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee faces right now. Is the guy can't sit down for an interview. He can't sit down for a real interview. He can't sit down where he may find someone who will say safe, safe, safe haven, if you will, or safe space. Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee, if he sits down to do an interview, any legitimate member of the media, press, anyone interviewing him. You can't do an interview with him without asking 
about this FBI probe that he is involved with regarding that ILO contract. And, you know, he, he hasn't had any press briefings last week. They had the big Superman announcement. But again, the focal point of that was the Superman announcement or super scam building thing. None. Now, he could be away this week because the General Assembly, they're on April break. I don't know. They're not putting out his daily schedule, not that I've seen. Um, but he, that's a problem. He is in, and I don't remember. I was trying to think. I mean, Governor Don Kachiri was not under a probe. He was never under legal trouble. Raimondo never had legal trouble. Chafee never had legal trouble. Lincoln Allman never had legal trouble. Uh, Bruce Sutherland never had legal trouble. The last person that had wheels spinning and word about investigations and some questionable deals, you have to go back to Governor Dupree in the late 80s. And, and every time he did a debate, Bruce Sundland would rightfully hammer him about the Cranston land deal and some of the other allegations that were swirling that the Dupree administration was involved with a pay to play. So now, have there been other politicians that have you know, run into where they're the subject of an investigation when they have an election coming. Well, you go back to 2002, it'd be 20 years ago. Former, you know, Mayor of Providence, Buddy Cianci, was on trial, Operation Plunderdome. Now, that trial started in April and concluded in June. If he had been found not guilty, he was the mayor, he was going to run in the fall of that, of 2002, was the election for mayor of Providence. Now, Cicilline won that election. My point is, during that time, Operation Plunderdome, when it broke open, and I remember being in City Hall that night, it was the spring of 2001, and that was the whole, you're not going to find any stains on this jacket. Operation Plunderdome burst into the scene in April of 99, and then two years later, you know, he kept saying he doesn't know anything about it, doesn't know anything about it. And then two years later, he was indicted for running a criminal enterprise. So during that time of when he was indicted and then went to trial, he really would just look for safe places to do an interview. And he could always count on his friends down the dial, right? WPRO was all about... CNC. We're not going to ask you, right? Uh, you know, Steve Cass and the whole thing. They wouldn't even bring it up. Now, he did not want to sit down to do 10 news conference with Tara Connie. He would not sit down and do an interview with Jack White. CNC did not do interviews. Certainly wouldn't go on with me. Wouldn't go on with Arlene Violet. Wouldn't sit down with the journal. He tried going on Truman Taylor and then started ripping into Truman Taylor when Truman Taylor started asking about Plunderdome. And CNC started knocking Truman Taylor's show. I still remember that, saying more people come from my brunch on Sunday than watch your Sunday show. He was really went after Truman Taylor of ABC or Channel 6 at the time. So here's the problem for Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee. So let's just say he's going to go on with, you know, Channel 12. Okay, right? Channel uh, Ted Nisi, Tim White, invite McKee to go on. Do you, what do you think? They're not going to ask him about the FBI probe? He blames Channel 12 for the FBI probe. So Governor McKee is not going on with that. Now, Kim Kalunian does a community focus thing in the afternoon, the four o'clock hour. Uh, would he go into that? Well, <clears throat> he's going to get asked about it, and he doesn't want to talk about it. He doesn't want to get asked about it. 
And the problem is when you agree to do these interviews, you don't know what's going to break that day. So when you're talking about the U.S. attorney and the FBI, by the way, they, you know, they'll do things to play with people. They may leak something. So he's got, let's just say, let's play this out. Governor McKee agrees to go on with Kim Kalunian on Channel 12, Community Focus, right? And he's going to be there. He's agreed. He's going to come in at 4 o'clock. Channel 12's promoting he's going to be there. Well, at 1.30, suddenly the media leaks that so-and-so was seen leaving uh, the U.S. Attorney's Office or the FBI. Someone leaked it, right, to the media. Well, now... Now what does he do? He doesn't want to answer it. Is it true? Blah, blah, blah. Someone in your administration met with the FBI U.S. attorney. But now he's caught because he doesn't want to talk about it. But he's already agreed to do the interview. And Governor McKee, I'll tell you, as I've said, two places he doesn't want to be. He doesn't want to be in a debate stage where he's going to have people like Matt Brown hammering him on the FBI probe. Crushing him on it. And... He doesn't want to be in an interview he can't get out of. So what you have right now is I don't know where they go from here. And I'm not even sure there's a playbook you can go to because, you know, there have been other people that just drop off the radar until the whole situation is resolved. Such as 1998, President Bill Clinton, word Breaks, Washington Post, Drudge, an intern, Monica Lewinsky, right? The White House, they have tapes, they have address, blah, blah, blah. Clinton did not do any interviews. He was the president of the United States. He didn't do any, after the whole, that woman, Miss Lewinsky, he didn't do any interviews in February. He didn't do any interviews in March, April, May, June, July, boom. Right. Meet the press, all the shows. Why? Because they would say, all right, he'll do the interview, but he doesn't want to answer any questions to talk about that. Kenneth Starr in the investigation. So, of course, the media outlet would say, well, listen, we have to ask him about it. So Clinton, he then sat down with Ken Starr in August of 98. Even then, he couldn't, you know, he, he literally couldn't do any interviews. And what I mean couldn't, he, he did not want to sit there, and then that would make news, and then you're just fueling it. So this is an interesting dynamic right now with Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee, because he's still the governor, and he's running to be elected governor, but he's, he's a little caught right now. You know, if this was a year ago, he's sitting down on 10 news conference. If this is a year ago, he's sitting down on newsmakers. Now, it is possible they could try to seek out some safe avenues and try to negotiate that the governor will agree to do an interview, but you can't ask him about that. But the problem is, you know, the high profile interview that he wants and possibly needs, no one legitimate is going to agree to those conditions. They're just not. Um, There's... There's very limited things that someone may or may not agree to in order to do an interview. Um, So I don't know what's going to happen with Governor McKee. Um, I'm anxious to see, does he do a press briefing? Um, Is it fair for the media to ask him? I think there's very fair questions that that, that Governor McKee could be asked about this. 
I have some ready next time he should have and call and say, alert the media, he's willing to do a press briefing. Again, I don't know if he thinks it's fair, but I think it's very fair to ask Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee, <clears throat> um, do you have you hired a criminal defense attorney? That's if you're the subject of an FBI probe. Folks, let's just be. And again, it's it's twelve thirty seven. You're listening to the John DePietro show, AM thirteen eighty and ninety nine point nine FM. Unless he goes on with his pal Pork Boy, and then they're gonna, I don't know what they're gonna talk about the naked fat test, or they're gonna talk whatever. But <clears throat> if he wants to go to that level, you know, and then no one's no one's asking about it. Um, but I can't imagine he's gonna go on ten news conference. If he goes on 10 News Conference, how does Gene Valicenti not ask about the FBI probe? Um, so I don't know how you, you, you get around that. But so he, he needs the campaign, right? He's still the governor. They want to do the, you know, cutting the ribbon and we're announcing this and he's been throwing money all over the place. But a very legitimate question is, have you hired a criminal defense attorney? Now, CNC didn't like that, right? Now, CNC, granted, you know, he he had been talking with Richard Egbert, who is the big, you know, organized crime criminal defense attorney out of Boston. Um, He didn't have to hire him until he was indicted. But he had been talking to him a little bit about about it. And Egbert was very, very knowledgeable. Very, very knowledgeable. No one knew the law on RICO cases better than Richard Egbert. I watched. I sat in that courtroom. Sometimes Richard Egbert would talk to Judge Torres and make reference to someone, and Judge Torres, Ernie Torres, uh, Judge Torres, to his credit, the Plunderdome judge, would defer because he knew Egbert <clears throat> knew this stuff inside and out because he had dealt with it so much with a lot of the RICO trials in the organized crime world. So, but a fair question, I think, is has Governor McKee hired a criminal defense attorney? Um, I, he may get upset at that question. He shouldn't get upset. Folks, as an American citizen... If, if, if you were somehow asked to come and answer questions in a deposition or just questioning with the U.S. attorney or the FBI, you know, anyone with half a brain would, you know, you, it is your legal right as a citizen to walk in with an attorney. I can't imagine, you know, that was the O.J. thing, right? When O.J. first came back to Chicago, what did he do? He went down. They had him. The L.A. police had him. No lawyer. The lawyer he had. Uh, Howard, um, I'll think of it, the guy that had represented Michael Jackson. O.J. said, I can handle this. Talk my way out of it. You know, that was Tom Lang, and they blew that interview because they were the ones that en- ended it. They should have just kept him talking. And then, you know, they started to have him going in in, uh, in circles. There's still that audio of O.J. How would you cut your hand? Oh, yeah, I cut it playing golf. He had a huge gash because um, he, had, he had stabbed himself. He had actually stabbed him. He had stabbed himself when he grabbed Ron Goldman. He he had the knife in his right hand, and as he was holding Goldman, and Goldman is moving. As OJ swung, he abs- accidentally stabbed himself. He then pretended he broke a glass in Chicago, but his hand was all blown up and badly cut. So you can imagine the police. They have a stabbing scene. They go to question OJ. Comes in. He's got a huge bandage on his hand. There's a red flag. So, and that was the whole thing. Oh, yeah, I bleed all the time. He still has never fully answered how Ron Goldman's blood got in the Bronco. But anyhow, um, so Governor McKee, that's a fair question. Another question that I have, 
is is Eva Mancuso, who Governor McKee hired, is she acting, as I have heard, as the point person in dealing with this FBI probe? He hired her in late February. Seemed a little bit of an odd hire because he has legal counsel. She's a different type of attorney. Um, If that is the case, it sure sounds like that the taxpayers, that us, the people of Rhode Island, are paying Eva Mancuso to defend Governor McKee with his FBI probe. Now, that should not be going on. And for anyone that says he wouldn't do something like that, I, I don't know what to believe at this point. Other than you can only ask the question, if she's not doing that, then what is she doing? Because he certainly has enough legal people in his office. It is true. She has an, a, a background. She was on the Board of Education. She worked very well with Deborah Gist. Uh, I, I've known Eva Mancuso for over 20 years. I knew her dad, who I thought the world of. I know her. I respect her. I like her. Haven't talked to her lately. But um, but I would be curious to ask if, if Governor McKee at this point has not hired a criminal defense attorney, what, what, like, what are you waiting for? Now, there was a very, but let me just step back for a moment. This is a problem. In Channel 12 right now, now I don't know this, in Channel 12 is playing close to the vest, but I am willing to bet that the McKee people are saying, we'll debate, but just not right now. Oh, well, we'll debate. We'll do the PPAC stage. Oh, yeah, we'll do that, but we're just not doing it right now. So Channel 12 has a decision to make. And I'm going to write about this and post on this on DePetro.com a little bit later. Do you, Channel 12 is saying, listen, we'd like to do a bit debate in June. And this is crazy. You haven't had, right? You have Helena Folks, who's still trying to gain ground. You have Nellie Gorbea. You have Matt Brown. So, and then you have Governor Dan McKee. Um, Channel 12, I'm sure, would love to do a June debate. And then I'm sure they'd love to do a late August, early September debate. Do they do the debate? I'm sure the McKee people say, if you do a debate, and I don't know this, but I'm willing to bet that they're saying, if you do a debate in June, not only is Governor McKee not going on that debate stage with Channel 12 at the PPAC, but he's also not going to do your debate in late August, September. If you pull that blank, you can forget it. I believe Channel 12, I believe, should call his bluff because I don't think he's doing a debate with them at all. He blames them for the FBI probe, which is wrong. That was good investigative reporting. They uh, requested all those documents. He blames them for the FBI probe. He blames them for all his troubles. Um, Channel 10, they, they handle debates, but they just don't do them to the level that Channel 12 does. So I believe... That if you're Governor McKee and the ads are going to start to add up over the summer, right now, you know, it's like he's like Ukraine waiting for the invasion and the bombing to start. At some point, it's going to get nasty. And listen, if you are running against him, how do you do a commercial and don't bring up that the guy who wants to be elected governor is the subject of an FBI probe? This would be an incredible act and feet if governor dan mckee can win that primary while subject of an fbi probe that is he is he is doug henning he is the the magician of the ages it would it would be he would have buddy cnc beat i mean that i i that i would actually compliment him on if he could pull that off but i believe as 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 his opponents start to 
pummel him during the course of the summer with the negative FBI ads, I, I just, I don't, I, and there will be developments that we're going to learn about the probe. I don't, I don't see him getting on that stage because I think they would hold out to the possibility, Hail Mary, that the FBI U.S. attorney wrap up their probe before the primary and he walks away scot-free. I think that's what he would hold off for. And I think I don't, but I believe in their mind it'd be worth waiting for that. And then, then you would say, oh, you shouldn't have done the debate where you're still the subject of the probe. I believe if you're Tim White, Ted Nisi, Channel 12, and the news director, whoever's making the decision here, I, I, I think you have to go ahead with your plan. And you can't rely on him because there's a very good possibility that he will never walk on to that debate stage at the PPAC. I think if you're Governor McKee, he may end up doing only one debate. You know, he may end up doing only one debate. Why give them fuel? I think if this was a year ago, he would have been agreeing to, I think, the FBI probe changes the course of the race. And then he has to limit his accessibility, availability, vulnerability. Um, You know, is it worth it? Because that becomes the news clip. He's also, you know, he had that line, the whole thing of you're not going to find any stains on this sweater or whatever of, you know, with who's going to have the cards to write that story. But, you know, there's going to be developments. You're already seeing one. The guy that was the right-hand guy, uh, Mike McGee, he just took a new job. I'd be very curious to know when's the last time those two spoke. So he's leaving the area. He's no longer with it. You know, this is also embarrassing. That Mike McGee, not, not embarrassing to him, by the way, but there's this educational organization where they do, he did an interview with them. He, he just took a new job and they didn't even ask him. Yeah, they, Mike McGee. Um, they didn't even ask him. About the FBI probe. I've never heard of it before. The 74. And they say, having successfully primed the chiefs for change, McGee will be the next president. Now, I think this place is either online or it's in Minnesota. But the thing is, he's starting to distance himself from um, that whole involvement. So I find that interesting. You know, I'm going to go back to Operation Plurome. You'd wonder the people that we're going to hold firm or the people that may splinter off. Um, When someone would resign from Providence City Hall, you start to speculate maybe they're cooperating because now they're no longer under the thumb of of Cianci by being at City Hall. So so I don't know um, that that's a really interesting development that that guy not only has that he's left, but he made sure that they kept it out of the story about him. <laughs> now, again, I, I don't know what to make of uh, you're, you're, you're a reporter. You're doing a story about a guy that was just hired. I've never heard of this place, this school. And this wasn't 10 years ago. This wasn't 20 years ago. He is in the midst of an ongoing FBI probe. It's not even mentioned in the interview. I, I just don't know how that's possible. I don't know how that's possible. 
It does happen with the media. ESPN just caught some heat that they did an interview with Tom Brady. It was negotiated. They don't even mention, they didn't even ask Brady the fact that he was planning on bolting from Tampa Bay. He was going to become part owner. He was, he was going to stay, quote, retired. He was going to become part owner, part owner, small owner of the Miami Dolphins, and then would come out of retirement to be the quarterback for the Dolphins. All adds up. It's all right there. Boston Globe did a great story on it. Others have as well. Brady did an interview with ESPN, not even mentioned. I, I don't understand. I do not understand. Other than the deal is reached, right? Like Tom will do the interview, but all you're going to ask about is TB12. All you're going to ask about is he's totally juiced about Tampa Bay, and then that becomes, um, you know, the deal. There are deals that happen. I'd be very curious the next time Governor McKee does an interview, uh, if the person could be, listen, I have to bring it up. The governor could say, well, it's going on. We're cooperating. That's all I can say about it. Boom, done with. But that then you may know that maybe there's an agreement. I Listen, I have to ask, but then we'll move on. I'd look forward to see if there's a follow-up question. If there's a follow-up question, then there's no agreement on it. If, there, um, if there's no follow-up, then... Chances are that then there there was some um, there was some some kind of an agreement on it some kind of an agreement, folks. This portion of the John DePietro show. Hey, coming up this Saturday, my friend Marie at It's My Health. We're going to talk to her tomorrow. Uh, located right on Menden Road in Cumberland, across from Davenport Restaurant, Marie is having this tremendous health energy fair, and it's from one to four outside. At it's it's my health ten ninety nine Menden Road in Cumberland. Now the weather is supposed to be great. I plan on swinging by there at some point. I'm trying to work out the time, but stop in and see Marie at it's my health ten ninety nine Menden Road in Cumberland. Especially this Saturday, having this special outdoor energy fair. It sounds like it's going to be a great event. And obviously, we want to support our friend Marie, who is the queen of health, who is, uh, you know, she's just remarkable. She has dedicated her, you know, whole career to keeping people healthy. So it's going to be happening. I have information on the Facebook page, but it's going to be coming up. It's this Saturday from 1 to 4, and it's Marie at It's My Health, and she's going to be having um, this tremendous health energy. It's a new area and a lot of people are raving about it. And it's going to be right there outside at It's My Health 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. So I'm excited about that for Marie. Again, that is happening this Saturday, diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant. And folks, the um, as I've been saying, you know, the weather is expected to be uh, very favorable. And so it sounds like it's going to be um, a good time uh, having it's the um, this Saturday now, as, as I've been saying, from one to four. And it is, in fact, an energy healing health fear at It's My Health 1099 with Monica LaCroix, the energy healer who comes highly recommended. Folks, at 1253, 
on this Thursday. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of the program, where's that Pat Elston? Pat Elston, I received the nicest email the other day. Folks, Caldwell Banker Realty. Pat is so knowledgeable, 20 years experience, based in Cumberland, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. There's a link to Pat on our website, petro.com. You can call her, 401-474-5253. Whether you're thinking of buying or selling, you want to contact realtor Pat Elston, Caldwell Banker Realty, 401-474-5253. I want to be also very clear about Governor McKee. They... um. So far, he is not guilty of anything. He is obviously, uh, you know, stands the the element of presumed innocent or presumed not guilty is really what it becomes, right? Because then if anything comes of it, he claims that nothing will be found in an investigation. Now, the only problem is, you know, we've kind of heard that type of thing before, number one. Number two, from what we've learned, it does not sound like the standard way a contract is awarded, Number three, the FBI, they, the FBI turns down 90% of the cases that are presented to them. This one they're following. This one they've confirmed they're investigating. I find that very interesting. Um, <clears throat> that's something to be concerned about. And, you know, n- n- so, and number four, last August into September, when he started to run into some problems with his chief of staff, he, um, he then, his chief of staff, Governor McKee, initially said that he checked it out and that he was in the clear. And then he ended up, Tony Silva resigned two days later. And that's still being investigated. So, you know, unfortunately for Governor McKee, and I do want to be fair to him, and I have no, I have no axe to grind against him. I like his staff. Uh, so far, I've enjoyed a good relationship with them. I have no reason. I'm not rooting for him. They didn't. I have no axe to grind at all. I didn't know him that well till he took over last March. I kind of liked his approach last March, April, May. I thought he was kind of, you know, he had a different approach. He was very, in a way, refreshing than dealing with the, the Raimondo crowd. But starting last August, he started to run into some problems. And then now with this contract situation, the Zylo group, he's really run into problems. But I, I just don't know how you overcome that. I don't know how you, <clears throat> I don't know. Maybe we're going to watch. Maybe he's going to rewrite the rules on how you get elected when your administration is the subject of an FBI probe. Could happen. Absolutely could happen. But that is, you know, there's certain things you could maybe overcome. And there's even certain things if you overcame them now, you could say you're going to get it out of the way before the primary. If he had some like bad news or something like that. The problem with this is it, it seemingly, it just lingers. And they do not move quickly. You know, uh, Attorney General Pina Narona was asked about the Tony Silva. He was the chief of staff for Governor McKee, former police chief in Cumberland. Think of this. They've been investigating him since last August. Now, Attorney General Pina Rona said he thinks that investigation is reaching its conclusion. So that was last August. We're in late April. The FBI, they move slower than the Attorney General's office does. So, so what do I mean by that? This ILO contract probe, this, this could go on. You know, one year from now, 
this could be going on. Two years from now, this could be going on. Could. If Governor McKee wins the primary and wins the general, it'll remain in the news. By the way, if he were to win the primary, and then if he was actually to win the general election in November, which could happen, and then he was indicted and convicted in the ILO situation, he could then actually be impeached. Or they call in Rhode Island, it's a recall. In Rhode Island, the only way you can recall someone in office is if they are found, you know, I'd actually have to check. I know if you're in office and you commit a crime, but I don't know if technically, I don't know. We'll have to check in with our legal expert attorney, Tim Dodd. But I think then he would be found guilty in real time. Then I, then I think he could be recalled if that happened. Folks, this portion of the program, and I know we're getting way ahead of ourselves, but it's brought to you by J. Perry Paving. Listen, this weather, why not have your driveway paved or patio They provide high-quality, fair pricing, exceptional service, free estimate, any project. J, letter J, J. Perry Paving, 401-732-1730. Wherever you live right now and you can hear my voice, contact J, letter J, J. Perry Paving, 401-732-1730. They're also on Facebook, and the website is letter J, jperrypaving.com. Whether it's a brand new paving project, just a cracked driveway, license insured contracting company, at least call them for a free quote. And remember, no one is better to veterans than J. Perry Paving because they award a veteran each month a free paving project. 401-732-1730 for J. Perry Paving. Folks, right now it's 1259 and you're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of the program brought to you by the Coesed Inn, 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick. Great lunch or dinner or drinks. They're waiting for you at the Coesed Inn. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to break for, get an update, news update in the 1 o'clock news. We have another full hour to go. It's radio only. You can listen AM 1380 or 99.9 FM. We are going to talk about Governor McKee. We are going to talk about the Superman building and that project a lot more. Or you can listen at the website, which is dipetro.com. Just click on listen live. It's John DePetro. The power hour is next. We're back on the other side after the one o'clock news. 